0: Philip Zadina is about to become an unrestricted free agent, and it's my belief that the Boston Bruins should be all over that as a low-risk, potentially high-reward signing. We're going to talk about that, plus the latest from Development Camp here on this episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Friday, July 7th, and I want to thank you so, so much for making Locked On Bruins. Part of your day, every single day. It's a fantastic deal. It is free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we cover your team every single day. If you are on Twitter and Instagram, you can find the podcast at Bruins. Probably jumping on threads here sometime soon as well. And you can find me, uh, my dad jokes, hockey thoughts at E C McLaren still on Twitter for now, but also on threads and Instagram. All right. Like I mentioned off to the, off the top, we're going to discuss a somewhat tantalizing opportunity that is arising in the NHL. And that is Philip Zadina hitting the market as an unrestricted free agent after being bought out, no actually put on the uh, put on waivers for the purpose of contract termination by the Detroit Red Wings. Who is Philip Zadina? He is a 23 year- old left-hand shot who can play the wing, who was drafted sixth overall by the Detroit Red Wings in 2018. Now, he was a highly touted prospect. Here are some of the things people were saying about him coming into the draft sharpshooter with good size. He can change the course of a game when he decides to take matters into his own hands. He'll go to the tough areas to generate scoring chances and is a dynamic goal scorer with a quick, accurate release. An elite scoring winger who's dangerous from the circles down, and competes to score inside the dots. His innate inability to score goals is translatable in that he knows where to go to get into scoring position. Zadina has pro bloodlines and answered every task asked of him all season in a variety of events. That was in his draft year. Uses his size and strength to create space and then delivers electric moves and finishing ability. He's absolutely lethal from the circles down. A tireless worker who loves the big stage. Now, like I said, he was drafted in 2018 and in 2017-18, his draft year with the Halifax Mooseheads, he scored 48, 44 goals, 38 assists for 82 points in 57 games. That was his first year of hockey over in North America. And he was drafted over some pretty good players. Quinn Hughes went 7th overall. Uh, Evan Bouchard, 10th overall. Uh, who else here? Uh, Joel Farabee, 14th overall. Noah Dobson went 12th overall. Andre Miller. Sean dersey Rasmus Sandin. Oliver Wallstrom. Some pretty good names In that draft, of course, the first picks that year were Rasmus Stalin, Andrei Svechnikov, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, Brady Kachuk, and Barrett Hayton. Some people were even thinking the Senators should go for Zadina over Brady Kachuk at fourth overall. Zadina started his career in Grand Rapids. Pretty good season in 2018-19. 16 goals, 19 assists for 35 points. But since then, he has struggled to make the jump to the NHL level. He did have 10 goals, 14 assists, 24 points in 74 games for Detroit two seasons ago, but only three goals, four assists in 30 games this past season. And with Steve Eisenman going out and signing a bunch of players here in free agency, it became apparent that Zadina was going to struggle once again to crack the NHL lineup to the point where he recently requested a trade. Steve Eiserman didn't find any takers and also put him through the waiver wire where he went unclaimed. And part of the reason for that was his contract. He signed a three-year $5.475 million deal in August of last year. And that's because Steve Eiserman still believed in him and believed in his upside. But the fact that he had two years remaining on that contract with uh, upwards of four million remaining in actual cash to be paid because he only made nine hundred and fifteen thousand last season in base salary. Teams were scared. They didn't want to take that risk and assume the rest of that contract. And so on Thursday, Zadina was placed on unconditional waivers for the purpose of contract termination, meaning at noon this morning or noon here today on Friday, he'll become an unrestricted free agent and free to sign with any team around the NHL. Now, while teams were scared to take on that four point five six million remaining on his deal, Zadina is making a huge bet on himself. He's walking away from that four point six five or four point five six million dollar contract and betting on himself that even if he signs a minimum deal this year, that it will lead to bigger and better things outside of Detroit in the future. And it's my contention that the Boston Bruins should be in on Philip Zadina and should make an offer once he hits unrestricted free agency. And I'll explain why here after the break. But first, a quick word about today's sponsor, which is our friends over at FanDuel. You can take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get this. You can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. What does that mean? Well, all you have to do is bet 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, on that initial bet. That's $200. You can spend betting on everything from money lines to over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Sign up today, visit fanduel.com slash locked on, and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Around this time last season, the Boston Bruins made a trade with the New Jersey Devils, sending Eric Howla out in exchange for Pavel Zaka. Zaka, of course, was a pretty high pick in the 2015 draft. He went sixth overall. And while he had more of a successful time in New Jersey than Philip Zadina had in Detroit, he was still kind of finding his way, not quite part of the core in New Jersey moving forward. Comes to Boston, plays all 82 games, different situations, different line assignments, smashes his career high in points, assists and goals with 21 uh, tallies, 36 helpers, and 57 points. His previous career high was Thirty-six. He, of course, also a native of Czechia, as is Philip Zadina, and he really benefited from chemistry with David Pasternak, David Krejci, Jakobs Borel. There's a real strong Czech presence here on the Boston Bruins. There's a similar opportunity here with Zadina. The Boston Bruins have a chance to bring in a young Czech forward who has incredibly high upside and see if inside the Bruins culture under the development and tutelage uh, and belief from Jim Montgomery, who has done wonders for some younger players, that Zadina could flourish and become what he was touted to be coming out of junior hockey, an elite goal-scoring machine. Look, the Bruins, we've talked about it at length, have already gone bargain shopping in free agency, but on some older players. Milan Lucic, James Van Riemsdijk, Kevin Shattenkirk. If you're going to dip in free agency and sign guys who are well beyond their primes and hope that you can squeeze some value out of them, why not do so with someone who is really just coming into his own and who has the potential to be a high-end player for you for quite some time? You sign Philip Zadina at a one-year deal, similar to what you have with Lucic and Van Riemsdyk, a million bucks, say. Say he hits and finds his groove, gets his confidence back, finds the back of the net with great regularity, then you have a guy who you can add to your core for years to come. And with the cap going up next year, you can reward him for his time in this coming season with a bigger contract. If it doesn't work out, no loss. It's kind of an a in-between year anyways. They're trying to remain competitive while looking ahead to next year when they can really retool the roster and add some pieces. So what do you have to lose by giving Zadina a shot here in 2023-24? Really nothing. If he doesn't work out, send him to Providence, cut your losses, and move on next offseason. If he does hit, then you're laughing. You have found value where others did not see it. And you have jumped on that like you did with Lucic and Van Riemsdijk. If you're going to do that with those older guys, certainly you should do it with a younger player with much more upside. And look, the Bruins have not had many first-round picks in recent years. In fact, their 2018 pick, when Zadina was selected, went to the New York Rangers as part of the uh, Rick Nash trade. They didn't pick until 57th overall. Axel Anderson, he's already gone. Jacob Lauko, third round that year. Uh, They've only had two first round picks since 2018. And that is John Beecher, who we hope will make a jump this season, and Fabian Lysel, who's hoping to make the jump as well. Similar to what happened with Zaka. We all know the Bruins draft record in 2015. DeBrusque was a hit. Zboril looks more like a miss than a hit. Zach addition just uh, was what everybody expected him to be, to be quite honest. Then you take a guy like Eric Halla, who played well for the Bruins, and flip him for a guy who's much younger, Higher upside in Pavel Zaka, who was the sixth overall pick in 2015. It's not just about um, recouping future first-round draft picks. Okay, The Bruins didn't have one this year. They traded away last year's. It'd be great to get back in the first round next year, for sure, and it is top 10 protected. But why not? look back to past recent first rounds and try to mine some value from guys who have not clicked with the teams by whom they were drafted. And Philip Zadina, like Pavel Zaka, is a perfect um, opportunity to get some value from a draft class that you previously were not able to select from the first round. It's a no-brainer to me. You have the Czech connections. Imagine Zadina with Pasternak. I mean, even if Krejci doesn't come back, you still have Zaka and Pasternak who are older Czech players who could help Zadina come along, show him the ropes. Zaka, or Pasternak can certainly teach him how to be an elite goal scorer at the NHL, the work that he's put in, etc., etc., And, again, you're likely going to be able to sign him for $1 million. They are tight up against the cap, but you can easily put some of these guys that they have signed already down into the AHL. At present, they have $6 about almost $7 million in available cap space. Still have to sign... Trent Frederick, still have to sign Jeremy Swayman. Ideally, we'll sign Patrice Bergeron. But a guy like Patrick Brown or Jason Megna or whoever, those would be the ideal guys to bump down to the AHL to make room for Zadina on the NHL roster. And again, if it doesn't work out, you can put him in the AHL, cut your losses, and move on. But it is certainly. Worth the gamble. You can get some value from a draft class that you did not have a first round pick in. You have some strong check players in the mix to bring them along. You've already invested in lucic Van Reemsdijk. You are well on the decline. So why not bank or bet on a guy who's betting on himself? Again, he walked away from 4.56 million. He's motivated to show that he can be an NHLer. I, for one, would love to see it happen in Boston. And again, he will become an unrestricted free agent here at noon on Friday. I would expect there will be several teams interested, and I'll be very disappointed if the Bruins are not one of them. To wrap up here after the break, we're going to take a look at some goings-on at development camp and speak specifically about center Matt Poitra. All right, there's a great story on the Bruins' website about Matt Poitra at training camp last year where he was skating up the ice during a drill and his stick almost went sky-high. And it's because Patrice Bergeron was on his tail. Uh, Poitra said he never quits on a drill. He has the strongest stick. Poitra was coming up the ice. Bergeron lifted his stick and he thought it was going to fly out of his hand. Just things like that. Watching Bruins a lot more this past season after being drafted by them. Seeing the way Bergeron moves around the D zone. It feels like he's never in a rush to do something. He's so calm. So, Poitras says, maybe that's something I need to implement in my game. Just a sense of calmness in the D zone and not running around too much. End quote. Now look, Matt Poitra had an amazing season with the Guelph Storm of the Ontario Hockey League after being drafted, uh, almost doubling his production from the previous season. He had 95 points, 76 helpers, and this was on a Guelph team that had some high expectations coming in and did not meet them by any stretch of the imagination. They were ranked top 10. Heading into the season, a bunch of circumstances uh, kept them from being as competitive as people thought they were going to be. But Poitras took some steps ahead, and assistant GM Jamie Langenbrunner said they saw that he was a smart hockey player. He has an elite hockey brain, and it was his skating that got him knocked down going to the draft. But they saw a brain with growth potential and he made that step last year. His production on a lower team was extremely high end and you see it in snippets with the Bruins at development camp. Now, he could use his shot a little more. His goal total did go down from his OHL rookie season. He can't shoot the puck lethally, but he's definitely a f- pass first guy and they want to tilt that. A bit. Um, he said he was looking to pass a bit more than score goals, a bit snake-bitten throughout the year, but he's definitely gonna try and shoot the puck a bit more this coming season. Point total going up was good, but he wants to score a few more goals. And if he does, he'll surpass that hundred-point mark here in the um in the coming season. Adam McQuaid, player development coordinator, said the way Poatra sees the ice. He obviously put up 79 assists and didn't get rewarded on most nights. He can make plays. The next step for him is to continue to get stronger. Physical development uh, and getting stronger will allow him to do more things like get pucks into the dirty areas. And on the defensive side, if he's going to be a centerman, McQuaid said they're going to need him to be reliable in his own end. Those are probably some areas that we'll have him focus on not taking away from the offensive side of things and making sure those things are focused on. Now, obviously, Poitra has a dream of playing in the NHL and he's going to come into camp with that mindset. But for all those who are impressed with his work at development camp, keep in mind, he's been playing against fellow prospects. Uh, There's a world of difference between hanging at the NHL level and looking good versus prospects. So look, for him to be back in the OHL, working on his defensive game, shooting more, and uh, cracking the 100-point mark for Guelph this coming season. All right, that's it for today's episode, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's uh, shows. We'll be back on Monday with fresh episodes of Locked On Boston Bruins. Hopefully, some news on Philip Zadina being signed by the Boston Bruins. Uh, enjoy the weather. Enjoy it your summer weekend. Please do take care of yourselves and each other. And we will talk to you again here soon on Locked On Boston Ruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Oh, good timing. What's up? Nothing. Why did you call me? I don't know. Oh. (laughs)